I'm Pastor Gerald Rico, and this message is a part of our online ministry here at River of Life in Menominee, Wisconsin. To find out more about us, please visit our website, riveroflife.co. Again, that is riveroflife.co. But for now, prepare your heart and enjoy this message. Well, the day has finally come. Uh, We get to wish each other Merry Christmas. We get to get excited for what God is doing in our families in this season. It it is exciting. Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. It is the time that we remember who Christ is and what he has done and why he came to be among us. And so as a church, we have been looking at this season of Advent through the lens of the promises of God. And we've been looking over the last few weeks at how peace and joy and love, the promises that we see there in Scripture, point to Jesus. And next week, as we finish out the series, or actually in a couple of days, as we finish out the series on Sunday, we're going to look at hope. But we recognize that in all of that, there's Jesus. In all of that, there is an anticipation for the coming of Christ. I mean, the whole Advent season is looking back at how people were excitedly awaiting the Messiah. And as Christians now, we celebrate Christmas remembering that he has come and also that he is coming again. That that he will return again for his church. And so we have excitement and anticipation of that. And as we think about Christmas, isn't that really what Christmas is all about? The the anticipation, the excitement. Hasn't there always just been that joy and anticipation built into the Christmas experience? Built into us longing for Christmas. I mean, I can remember as a kid being so excited that I could barely sleep on Christmas Eve. Like, I was so convinced that I would be able to stay up and catch Santa Claus in the act. Or at the very least, I wanted to be the first one up so I could get up to the tree and spy out the loot. I, like, I wanted to beat everyone else up there. And so one time I was staying at my cousin's house and it came about midnight and I could swear I could hear somebody upstairs by the tree. There was only one problem. They put us on this really old bed and it had those Box springs that like squeaked, like if you blinked your eyes, they squeaked. I mean, that, that's how bad it was. And so like me and my brother were in the bed and like I tried to be a ninja and like, swear it took me like 30 minutes just to carefully try to get out of the bed, get a foot down on the floor and then just slowly lift up the mattress so it didn't get really loud. And then I, I crawled up the stairs and, and snuck into the living room and there was the tree And it was just full of all of these amazing toys, all of these amazing things. And the most exciting thing for me, there was this red electric go-kart under the tree. And I was just like, I I almost lost it. Like I almost started screaming right there. I was the oldest kid in the place and I was was just sure that was for me. And I looked and there wasn't a tag. And I was like, oh, this, this, is my, this is my Christmas gift. And so like I ran downstairs and I, 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 I tried to sleep as I waited until we could get up in the morning and open presents. And so I woke up the next morning, I got upstairs and then all of a sudden there was a tag on there. And it was from a cousin. It's like, oh, come on. I, I, to this day, I'm convinced Santa Claus 
switched the present to my cousin because I almost caught him. I, I think that's what happened, but I'm not really quite sure of that. But, but here's the truth. Christmas is wonderful. It, it is wonderful for so many reasons. It's wonderful because of the opportunity we have to connect with family. It's wonderful because of all of the ways in which we get to get together. The delicious food, right? The, the lights, the presents, the snow. Okay, well, maybe not the snow. Well, oh, all right. We, we can have snow tomorrow if it stops raining. And we can have a white Christmas. And then after that, who's with me for a green and clear new year? All right, let's start putting that up together. All right, but but here's the truth. Christmas is just as exciting. And what I hope you understand, I, I think you already know, is that Christmas is worth waiting for. Christmas is worth waiting for. It's something that we built into our calendar And it gives us an opportunity to get excited to wait for something again. And what we may not recognize is that the first Christmas was filled with that same sense of excitement, that same sense of wonder. It was an event long coming. For thousands of years, there had been the promise of this Messiah, this one that was going to come. And so they were waiting and they were anticipating and they were excited for what was in store. And then, 2,000 years ago, to this small peasant family, Mary and Joseph, they were to come into the town of Bethlehem. And for reasons that are still kind of hard to understand, they ended up going to a stable and giving birth to the Savior in a manger outside of an inn that was even too full for a pregnant woman. And so in that, we we, we hear the story, we we recognize this, but today, as we look at this concept of promise, as we look at this story that we've heard so many times before, I want to take a moment and maybe look at it from a completely different vantage point. You see, there's a couple of gospel writers who tell us the story about the star and Bethlehem and the wise men and the shepherds. But apparently those had been well circulated too. And when John, Jesus' best friend, decided to tell the story of him coming into the world, he decided to come at it from a completely different angle. He still was sharing how they were anticipating that he would come. But he made reference to Jesus coming as light. In John chapter 1, in verse 9, we read, The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. It was this sense that someone was coming that was going to bring light, and that everyone had been waiting because they had been in darkness. As a matter of fact, in the book of Isaiah, we have this promise that there would be a light that would come to people who are in darkness. And that this light would come and shine and bring out peace, bring out joy. It would would be able to be a source of hope for people who are hopeless. 
It would be a source of joy to people who are miserable. It would be a source of peace to people who were in a sense of just despair. And it would be love to people who had forgotten that God had called them to love. And just like any light, it's there for a purpose. Part of the reason why Jesus came was to be able to shine that light into the dark corners. To expose sin. Not to shame us, but so that we could be healed. Another reason that we're told the light came was to be a light to our path. You see, it's really hard to know the direction we're supposed to go when it's dark. But Jesus came and he illuminated our path. And so when John says he's coming, this light, this is what people have been anticipating. This is what people had been looking for for thousands of years. And it was fulfilled in Christ. But he gives us a warning that the people who were supposed to have known this was coming weren't ready for it. John continues to write, he says, He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. They they were all wrapped up looking for the Messiah. These were the people who should have had their ears tuned to the heavenly songs. These are the people that should have been ready. But yet, if you know the story, you know that time and time again, the people who should have been most prepared completely missed Jesus. They, they had a sense that they thought they knew who Jesus was supposed to be, but he didn't fit into their categories. I mean, that's why he came under the radar. That's why he was able to show up in a way where nobody recognized it because he, he wasn't fitting into their expectations. You see, I, I'm pretty confident that a lot of them missed it because they were expecting the Messiah to come and be this great, powerful warrior who was going to take down Rome. That he was going to be this activist who was going to rally the people of Israel to become this superpower. What they missed was that more than a warrior, more than an activist, God himself was coming. Not just to overthrow Rome, but to overthrow sin and death. That, that it was going to be through him that everyone could receive the light. And so what I really want to challenge you, whether you're here with us in person, whether you're watching us online, is that you would not miss the gift of Jesus this Christmas. Some of you know a little bit of our family and a little bit of the stuff that we are walking through. One of the things that uh, is difficult in, in my life right now is that we're losing my mom to dementia. And that she, she's slowly getting to the point where she doesn't recognize us, she doesn't recognize uh, just things that she should remember. And we're still committed to honoring her. But one of the difficult things was when we had to make that decision that, Mom, you're no longer able to be on your own. And so me and my brother, we went into the house that she was living in and we cleaned it out. And as we did, we found presents that had been 
wrapped and all ready for, for birthdays and Christmas and different things, but she had forgotten to send. And so, like, here are these gifts that we should have received, but, but they didn't get sent out. The thing is, that's the way so much of Christmas is for so many people. God sent His Son into the world as a gift to all of us. This light was supposed to be for all of us. But like a present left in the closet, so many people just leave God out and they don't even look for the gift that they've been given. They don't recognize that He is there. But John goes on to say, but to all who believed Him and accepted Him, He gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. What what we are told is that because Jesus came, that if we accept Him, if we accept the gift that's been handed to us through the light that we were invited to become children of God, spiritual siblings with Jesus Christ, which means everything that Jesus was promised, we're promised. That we will have a heavenly home waiting for us in eternity. We will have peace and love and joy and hope right here and right now. We will have an ability to see the goodness of God. But as I said, it all is dependent on us receiving that gift. And so I, would, I want to give a moment right now to invite you to receive that. There might be some of you in this room or there might be some of you online and you have not received the gift of Jesus Christ. Christmas Eve would be a wonderful time to make that choice. And so, it's pretty easy in a dark room right now. No one looking around. For us just to quietly for a moment bow our hearts. And if you're ready to receive Christ, I want to invite you to pray a simple prayer. That maybe you would even posture yourself. Maybe you've received him in the past. Maybe, maybe you are a Christian here, but you want to receive more of him. Posture yourself in a position where you are reaching out your hands, ready to receive from God. And I want to encourage you to pray a simple prayer like this. Say, dear Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you are the light and that you came for me. I believe that you died for me and that three days later, God rose you from the dead. Today, I turn away from my old life and I choose to follow you. Holy Spirit, fill me. Strengthen me to follow Jesus every day 
of my life. God, I thank you for this new life. You have all of mine. As I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you have received Christ. You have received this gift. And that by choosing to follow Jesus, you get to be a part of the light. You get to be a part of what God's doing in the world. And I want to encourage you to be someone who lets that light shine brightly. I want to read one more verse, and then we're going to sing another song. But he kind of conclude, John concludes his version of the light coming in with this statement. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. If you have accepted Christ, you're a part of this promise right here. You notice in this verse, instead of referring to Jesus as the light, it refers to him as the Word. And one of the reasons why it refers to him as the Word is Jesus was the fulfillment of all the promises we've been talking about this December. He was the fulfillment of all the words spoken by God over the people of earth. That to all of us who accepted him, that we would be allowed to let God have his home among us. That we would be allowed to stand in his unfailing love and in his faithfulness. And that we would be people who see God's glory in our lives. I love a story that I read recently about this woman named Joan Sullivan. She lives up in Massachusetts and she, in December of 2019, was having some very significant health issues. And that year she decided not to put up any of her Christmas decorations. And then 2020 hit, and it was a crazy year for everyone. And so for Christmas, she decided to go big. And she, she put out lots of lights all over her house, all over her front yard, all over her backyard. You know, it was really tastefully done. It, it, it was beautiful what she put all around. And then she got an unexpected visitor. Her, she would have missed it except for her doorbell camera caught it. This little elf comes running up to her door, puts a card at her door, and runs away. And you can hear the elf and someone else in the background saying, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And so she goes and she opens up the card that's at her front door. And it said, Thank you for spreading Christmas joy. We love the lights. And she was on her way to the hospital to go get some more treatment. And she said it was, it was just what she needed. Here, here's the truth. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, you get to be a part of spreading Christmas joy. You get to be a part of accepting this light. That we recognize that God, through Jesus Christ, is the light of the world. But Jesus said to us that we are the light of the world. And that we are to take this 
and share it with more people. And so I don't know where you're heading after our service here, but I really want to encourage you, be the light. Let the light of Jesus shine in you and through you. That you would find a way to let all that God has done in you be reflected out to the world around us. And that as we look to him this Christmas season, that we would see that light and that maybe, just maybe, someone will look at our lives and say, thank you for the light. That's my prayer for me. That's my prayer for you. That's my prayer for everyone who calls River of Life home. That we would be that light and that more people could see it. And so, as you came in, you were given a Christmas light. And I don't know where I set mine. Thank you, Bill. It's still yours. But you were, you were given a Christmas light. Now, this is a pretty small light. But I want to encourage all of you to go ahead and pull it out and turn it on. And even though this is one small light, it's amazing when you can look around and see other people's lights shining with yours. And so I want to invite you to stand. And we're going to sing. And I want to encourage you to hold up your light so that everyone can see. And that as we sing the Christmas favorite, O Holy Night, that we would be encouraged to be that light. That we would remember the goodness of God. And that we would let that goodness shine through us. Amen? Amen. Let's sing.